Welcome to TechTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. New breakthroughs and developments are revolutionizing the world around us, presenting exciting opportunities as well as complex challenges. We'll explore the big ideas and key players driving these transformations as we seek to understand the implications of these advancements for our lives, our communities, and our planet. Join us on this journey of discovery and exploration as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving world of technology. This is TechTastic. Mauricio, I'd like to welcome you to TechTastic. It's lovely to have you here. Excited to be here. Uh, the topics, the this is amazing, and thank you for the opportunity to be on the show. Absolutely. So you're the founder of Predictive Coach, which is a, a data-driven training programs uh, leveraging telematics for drivers and fleet managers to solve some of their core problems. You want to? Yeah, essentially, uh, thank you for that introduction. Essentially, we're disrupting the market in the e-learning space. The traditional way of uh, training drivers would require for a manager to bring a driver in face-to-face, -face, have an awkward conversation, be at risk of losing or upsetting that driver and losing them. And, and they're very lengthy trainings. We found in the fleet space, most trainings are uh, given once a year or sometimes every three years. Especially these guys are operating massive machines, right? Tanks. Um, but what we found is that through the automation of data, the automation of driver training, there, there's a way to scale the driver training, make it more uh, engaging and more effective than the old traditional way. So we're very excited about disrupting the market, pioneering this, and we've had some tremendous uh, feedback from what we've, we've set out. This is a very slow moving industry. It's very conservative with its adopting new technology and embracing change. And there's very good reasons for that. It's heavily asset based, a lot of people involved. It's big to change. It takes a lot of money, a lot of time. And you were talking about the five years. Now you're starting to get that warm fuzzy from the companies that you're interfacing with. What's that journey been like for you and how did you power through that time period? Well, fortunately for us, you know, when we first started the first our first venture, uh, my business partner and I, we actually started selling these GPS telematic systems, which back in 2007, they were $1,000 a piece and people didn't understand the benefits, right? We got laughed out and kicked out of offices when we were trying to sell this to fleets. You're selling us hot soup on a hot day, get out of here. Uh, but we knew that these specific reports, all this information, all these optics to a fleet could lead to tremendous savings. Fast forward to now, everybody has those, right? They're standard on vehicles that are coming off a lot. But we understood then that we had to keep pushing and educating on the benefits Oh, yeah. And really kind of changing people's perspective. At the time, telematics was perceived as a big brother. But we had to change that mindset of, no, this is actually going to save your job. It's going to save your company. And you guys are all going to end up benefiting from it. And so that journey took us years years right the same thing happened with this predictive coach we were five years too early we recognize that now <laughs> it was a painful, painful journey because we had never had our own software we had always represented companies that already had hardware and we were just a consultant to our clients to bring them a suite of solutions educating the market was difficult as we started to learn and really the product morphed as a result of interviewing the client and their major pain points as we peeled the layers and we got deeper into the conversation of what is it that you're struggling with the most. The thing that we uncovered was that failure point that I think 99% of the telematics companies have today is they can present you with beautiful data. Yeah, no, 
that's out of the question. Everybody has a scorecard of some sort, but it's a report card. And at the end of the day, the report card tells you how they're doing and everything they're doing, but it doesn't give you actionable steps or allow you the ability to address those issues. One, managers are already overworked. Two, there's just no time in the day and it's not scalable, right? We have different managing styles. We have different ways of coaching drivers. And so it's very challenging for a fleet to have a very effective driver training program without having to engage in the old ways of doing it. You reminded me of the what happened during the COVID crisis too, where most of these roles in anything related to supply chains were considered essential workers. And so they were working. Our sales numbers had doubled overnight at the same time that our inbound you know, product had disappeared. We did, factories weren't open. You know, a lot of things weren't moving. And so anybody that was involved in logistics at that time was way overworked. We were working yeah. you know, around the clock. And the consequence of that was a couple fold, right? You had the burnout, but you also had the nobody news coming in. Nobody's getting trained because you can't really be doing interviews and training and, and, and all that. And so you have a two year lag on the backfills and you had an acceleration of the attrition. And I imagine that created a, another problem with the, the training side too, where if you're doing it the traditional way, you've got to have two people in a truck. How do you do that when you're not supposed to be within you know six feet of each other? It's interesting that you bring up COVID because we noticed and, and we saw that during the COVID time, you know, because there's less miles driven and less people on the road that you would see a reduction in accidents, reduction in, in high risk driving. And it was quite the opposite. The nuclear verdict phenomenon jumped about a thousand percent and you're going, you're scratching your head and you're going, how is that even possible? Well, we have to start recognizing there's a thing called emotional driving. Today, you're a great driver for the company and you've been for the last five years, but something personal happened in your life and now you're high stressed and you're not being your normal self. You're driving in a certain state of emotion. Your driving behavior will change based on that emotion. Whether you're driving and you're listening to a heavy metal song and you're just tapping on the <laughs> wheel, or you're late and you're rushing, or you're eating, or you're just having a you bad know, day. All of those things have to be recognized. So the old generic way of training drivers where you sit them down once a year and you say, oh, you know, here's a reminder of what not to do on the road, go out there and here are your keys. It's just not effective, especially because it's all generic training. Our system, when it does and why it's different is that we're really looking carefully at what is the behavior? What is your risk tolerance and thresholds that we, we we need to look into to customize it to your fleet? Just like there are no two drivers that are the same or drive the same on a given day, there is no fleets out there that are the same, even if they're the same industry. So you have to take those things into account and tailor the training based on what their risk tolerance is and address the behavior when it happens, not a, yeah. mo a month down the line. Yeah, the, the the when it happens is so critical. If you have a dog and the dog, you know, does something wrong and you don't immediately address it, it's not relevant to the dog anymore. And and people are the same way. If, if it's not when it happened, you miss the opportunity to help them, you know, correct it in the future. Absolutely. And most training programs historically are also like, especially when it comes to safety, either it's generic, like you said, and you just sit everybody down and say, here's the rules, follow the rules, or it happened because something went catastrophically wrong. There was an accident or you got too many tickets or whatever it was, and that's too late. The risk has already been made true. And that's reactive, right? The way we, we position ourselves on the marketing side is proactive would cost you a few cents per driver per day. Reactive can cost you millions in settlements. And that's the absolute 
truth. If you are taking a reactive approach to safety, then you're looking at, I'm going to be in court, I'm going to have to deal with these massive settlements, but opposed to a proactive approach, you're taking it head on and you're addressing the issues when they come up and you're hitting specific behaviors. That's a game changer. And to the point of traditional generic training, it was very lengthy. You're, here's a 30 minute course because you did this. Sometimes there's false positives in the data, right? You have to look at all those different variables because the last thing you want to do is upset a driver slamming with like six courses, 30 minutes a piece. And now they're basically in a classroom all day versus out on the road doing their duties. So we have to make sure that the training is real. It's related to the, to the behavior identified. And it's also short and digestible three to five minutes. You don't need more than that. That accountability piece in itself carries a lot of weight. One, they realize that they're being held accountable Two, we're documenting it. And three, they're going to talk to their colleagues. Hey, these guys actually are watching our behavior now and they care about our, the way that we drive. And once they start talking amongst themselves, that drives the behavior down significantly. The other parts of it is making it personal to them so that it, it, this is something you did. Therefore, you're getting the immediate response for it by making them care about the fact that what you're doing was risky, making them realize that the risk was about them. You're the one that could have been hurt by this. Yes. Yes. I mean, let's look at the example of those folks that just got into a bad habit of not wearing a seatbelt. The, the chances of survival just by simply wearing a seatbelt increase significantly. So when you look at identifying a behavior where this guy just has a constant habit of not wearing a seatbelt, we want that guy or gal to go home to their family because at the end of the day, they're not guaranteed to get home. Yeah. Changing that behavior through a subtle reminder of a little tiny three minute course that says, hey, wearing your seatbelt is important, da 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 da. We noticed you, you obviously broke the threshold, the company risk threshold. We you need to take this short course. The course then comes on. It reminds them of the importance of wearing a seatbelt. It's designed around the topic of seatbelt use and its consequences. And then they, they get that little reminder, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I need to wear a seatbelt. That's I, I want to make it to my daughter's wedding. <laughs> That's important. One of the harder parts that we had with uh, drivers or warehouse operators or anybody that was in the field, unlike everybody in the corporate office was sitting at a computer all day long, the fleet manager might be, but the, the drivers weren't. How are you deploying the training to them? How are they getting this notification? That's a great question. And we had to take that into account, right? In, in a perfect world, we don't, we have drivers that are constantly moving and we had to be very strategic about how we designed the courses, how we delivered the material. It was very tempting because we live in a world where everything I want it now and needs to be there right now. Yeah, it was very interesting to say, let's just as soon as they meet that threshold, let's hit them with the course like <laughs> they, they can meet it at 11 o'clock. Boom, ding. But then we realized, one, we're creating a distraction ourselves. That's right. That's going to yeah. distract them Two, that emotional driving we just talked about. It's going to be influenced because, hey, you just got this course and it's only 11. You're probably going to be ticked off possibly, right? Gosh, darn it. That wasn't even true. It wasn't even. And you're already having this emotional state like I got to take this course by the end of the day, blah, blah, blah. We made it. We made a conscious decision of cannot deliver right on the spot. It's better for us to identify the behavior if they broke the threshold, create that course and deliver it in the morning. Understanding that drivers don't have access to computers at all times, it's important to make it accessible via their mobile where you get an alert or LMS, then they get a text message or an email that says, hey, you broke company threshold, we need you to take this speeding course one, for example. They click on the thing, on the link, it goes straight to the LMS. The LMS also remembers, right? It remembers if Christian started this course and then three minutes in, he had to go put out a fire. You don't have to start all over. But of course, we want to make sure that you retain. So all of our courses have to have a knowledge check. It makes sure that you retain the information. It gives us documentation in court that shows that you actually paid attention. 
interacted with the course and you can't just fast forward through it. So we had to take all these different things that we learned throughout the five years to make sure that this is kind of foolproof. There's so many things you have to incorporate when it comes into learning. And there's so many things that you have to be aware of when it comes to people's attention span, access to the technology itself being a very important one. Uh, in the case of like a veterinarian, they're in doing procedures on animals all day long or, or you know, sitting down with a client uh, and doing an exam for their pet or whatever. They're not sitting in front of a computer. With drivers, I wonder like, do you ever run into that problem where it's, how do you even access it? How do you get it to them? Yes, and that another learning point for us, right? Like we've talked to several fleets, some utilities who said, we have a serious problem and we're in a world of hurt when it comes to liability. Okay, so here's a solution that can basically solve all the problems for you, but we would need to give them access to an email. Oh, we don't assign an email and we don't have right. access to yeah. smartphone. Oh, then it's like, wow, so I guess, that's it then <laughs> right <laughs> so then we had to go back it's like okay so how do we best deliver and as we're learning all these things we, we're constantly we're being being very nimble and being able to develop there's a lot of opportunity there are a lot of opportunities out there that are very big and they have a huge need for us but we have to cater to their specific need and at this point that's the challenge that we're really looking and addressing right now is how do we best deliver it to companies who don't have this and it kind of goes back to the same lines of remember i mentioned telematics when everybody was seeing that their perception was big brother and we had to our job was to change that mindset and be like no this is actually not big brother same thing here it's it's going back to the culture of well because we don't have cell phones and because we don't have the ability to deliver these emails to them this program's not going to work so we have to dig deeper and go, okay, so you'd rather go kill people than create a simple email <laughs> and create a process where drivers can come in once in the morning to their hub and take these short courses that we're struggling to change that mindset because ideally, you know, it's a simple fix, but we have to almost cater to that. And it's becoming very difficult because everybody has a different need or a different way to have it delivered. So it's been a challenge there for sure. Yeah. But you, you said a whole bunch of things that I want the audience to hear. You, you, uh, you kept a learning mindset. You were constantly listening to the customer, their needs, their pain points and their problems and adjusting your course without thinking that you were the be all end all uh, knowledge experts. Like, you knew you had a solution, but you didn't know how necessarily to get it to them. Adapt and overcome. Uh, you were constantly learning and listening to the client on their problems and then putting it back to them in a way that raised the real underlying problem. Like the, your, your point about you're willing to kill drivers rather than do this, you're pointing out to them the, the, the trade-off that they're making. This is the risk that you're actually taking by not doing this. We're helping you solve that really well-framed because a lot of the time they don't see it that way. They, what they see is when the drivers get here in the morning, I've got five minutes when they've all got to disperse out, get their trucks, get their assignments or whatever the heck's going on, right? Like I've got five minutes with them. Am I gonna take two of those minutes and have them do some training that I'm gonna have to show them how to do when I've got a hundred drivers going out? And that's what they're thinking about, right? And so to be able to put it in such a stark, but are you willing for two of them not to come home today? Hey, Mauricio, thank you so much for being on the show. And I look forward to talking to you again another time. Maybe uh, you'll come back on the show when you've got some major announcement to make or something like that. We'd love to have you. Yes, we're about to roll out uh, Predictive Coach 2.0. So February, I'll catch up with you as we unveil some really cool, exciting things coming out. Fantastic. Looking forward to it. And that's a wrap for this episode of TechTastic. I want to thank you personally for joining us and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep exploring and stay curious.